Blessings, family. You are now tuned in to the Grown Table Podcast and Octavian Collective Production. This is a show where my co-host Jerome and I, Darnell, sit down and try to digest some current events and hot-button topics in our culture and society. We hope that you enjoy your taste of what we'll be serving. Hope you brought your appetite. Welcome to our table. Oh, crap. So too. We're here. <laughs> I'm excited. Hey, it, 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 it actually feels good to finally have something out after a lot of work. Uh, we're going to get to this point. We want to make sure that first and foremost that we acknowledge um, one of our executive producers who's helped us put this entire thing together, um, our boy Edison, mm-hmm. um, a, who will be a recurring co-host. We just want to thank him for all the work that he's been doing behind the scenes to help us get to where we are. So, uh, I mean, yeah, thank you, bro. Yeah, shout out to him. We didn't want to forget about him. Um, yeah, he's putting a lot of time with us behind the scenes. Uh, childhood friend of mine. Uh, I owe a lot of where I am right now to him. So he will be jumping on the podcast. Uh, not this podcast, probably not the next one, but when, uh, in a little bit, we promise to give you guys a little dose of Edison. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, and maybe even have them on a couple of um, upcoming live streams um, that we'll be doing in due time. We got some interesting ideas cooking up on how we want to go about doing that. Um, so please stay tuned with us on our social medias. Um, at, yeah, I think it's at the Grown Table. On the, tw- the Twitter is at the Grown Table. But the Instagram is just grown table. Look at guys. Don't ask questions, all right? Just go and follow us. We know there's a little bit of difference in the two names and all that. We're getting everything figured out. We're still new. Just follow us for now, and we promise you everything will make sense in the future, okay? Love you guys all, and I appreciate all of you. What's going on with your boy, John Jones? Okay. Guys, if you don't know who John Bones Jones is, some people call him John Snow Jones. Why is that? <laughs> because of the cocaine. It, it, look, it, it's it's honestly just sad. So John Jones is arguably the greatest MMA fighter of all time. His only loss in his entire UFC career has been by disqualification, uh, which was because he was throwing illegal 12 to 6 elbows but that's besides the point just know that there's been no man that's ever been able to step inside of that cage and beat him the only bad thing about john jones is his history with uh what the legal system if you want to call it he's failed another human being yes oh, oh we're gonna get into that he's failed multiple drug tests he's hid under an octagon running from USADA, which is like the United, oh, no, sorry. I don't know the acronyms. I'm sorry. But USADA is the official commissioner of the person that does anti-doping the Anti-doping agency. Yeah, a, the anti-doping agency for the UFC. Um, he's hid from them under a ring for like six hours at one point. He is just the poster child of how can I mess up my life. 
and um, recently uh, he was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Now, let me make this very clear real quick. There's a couple of different ways you can get inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. You can get inducted as an individual, like George St. Pierre got inducted into a couple Fridays ago, and you can get inducted by having a Hall of Fame fight. And his title fight, his light heavyweight title fight against Alexander Gustafson was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So while he actually isn't inducted into the Hall of Fame, he his fight is. But, but we all know he's going to get inducted sooner or later. But Thank you for clarifying that oh yeah you know i live for this stuff you don't even got to thank me um but the last thing um i will say is uh if you guys want a history of all the bad things that he's done in terms of like hit and run uh, a pregnant woman hidden like all this crazy stuff um that's besides the point go look into it google it but i'm talking about what he's recently been accused of or whatever was apparently he um assaulted the mother of his child he like grabbed her hair and like pulled her back and you know obviously like a lot of these other stories the whole thing isn't adding up he bangs his head against a police car and says he's gonna beat up all the police but apparently his wife said she was like oh well he grabbed my hair and he pulled me but the cops were like yo then why are you bleeding on your lips and why is there blood on the bed if that's really what happened so we're still trying to figure out what exactly everything that's happened but darnell i want your opinion on this what do you think about my boy john snow jones yet again another sad situation <laughs> yeah I, it it is i don't like coming to the microphone to, to basically just start bashing people but yeah i especially it, another black man we're going to try and keep race out of this because I know you're going to want to lean towards race and all that, as do I. We're going to try and keep race out of Come it. On, but it's don't never just paint me with that <laughs> type of brush. Come on now. But it, it's never comfortable coming on here and talking down on a successful black man. You know, so, but sorry, that's just, I just wanted to point that out. But, but yeah, man, I mean, what can you say about John Jones, you know? I mean, first, first and foremost, you you have no choice but to acknowledge his his skill in the ring, in in the octagon. Yes, and, and fantastic fighter. When he decides that he wants to fight clean, that's just a personal judgment that I make on him. <laughs> Others may not necessarily feel that way. Um, may, maybe that exposes some type of bias on my point. I do my best to try to, you know. And both things can be true. Let me be very clear about this. He can be a terrible person, and I don't agree with any of the things he's done outside of the octagon, but as a fan of the sport, he is an amazing fighter. And I think a lot of people can't reconcile those two things. I laugh and I make light of this whole situation. Obviously, one, because it's, it's a podcast and it's, it's entertainment. Obviously, we're trying to inform people, too. But I, I, I make a joke about this. But they both exist. He, I don't condone anything he does outside of the ring. But he's objectively an amazing fighter. One of the best in UFC history. Yeah. And physically built for it as well. Yeah. And it is super sad that 
we can't get more people like GSP that do good inside the ring and outside of the ring. But I, I, I do want to ask you this question, and uh, it only took me a couple minutes to bring race into this. This is actually one of the rare situations where, you know me, I'm usually the type of person that says, oh, well, what about Conor McGregor, who has done all this bad stuff, and, you know, well, a white person would, you know, forgive Conor McGregor, and they wouldn't forgive John Jones. And while I sort of still do agree with those sentiments, where that if you, like, swapped their resumes, you know, McGregor wouldn't have been able to make it because McGregor has punched a, a guy in a bar. McGregor has thrown a dolly. An elderly him. guy in the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An elderly guy in the bar. <laughs> because yes. the elderly guy didn't want to drink his Conor McGregor's uh, 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 um, alcohol that he was promoting. Maybe, like, it's, come on. maybe it's good whiskey. You never know. Maybe he was trying to help that guy. Or maybe not good enough. <laughs> Who cares? Is that is that guy's choice whether or not he wants to drink it? You don't need to get mad because of that. Yeah. But Conor, anyway, I digress. Conor McGregor's on so, but you know, I I do want to, you know, I do, I don't even want to focus on them too as individual athletes. I want to actually like make this a little broader into obviously you know what CTE is, uh, chronic traumatic encephalitis and all that. How much of this do you attribute to getting hit in the head every single day for a, t- a decade and a half? I don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know they, yet, they, they don't go. They don't undergo um, consistent testing for that. They don't. They don't get consistent cognitive um, assessments. As far as I know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But last. last as, as far as I've heard do. about that, they don't they don't have uh, um, cognitive testing along the way. Yeah, which is very problematic. When you take and and you know, when you consider the fact that you're getting hit in the head as a as a career, mixed with all the the cocktail of uh, drugs and alcohol that you're doing, I just can't help but to think that your behavior it will have some type of detrimental effect on your behavior i don't think it's a coincidence that we see these young males from all sports all forms of contact sports the nfl um basketball surprisingly not as much basketball we hear about like a lot of infidelity but we don't really hear about much like um assault that i think of it tends to be these contact sports look and i'm not trying to um (laughs) make an excuse or justify why contact sport athletes you know beat people or what i'm not so sorry if if it sounded like that i just thought it was fascinating that you know it doesn't seem to happen in basketball but um yeah i mean there's definitely implications for that uh i think Uh, part of their behavior is the fact that you get hit in the head for a living. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it it, it is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of anecdotal evidence has shown that it is likely. Scientific evidence has shown (laughs) that it is likely. I mean, among among (laughs) a lot of others. Yeah. Among a lot of others. Um, 
but I think it it. So one of the things that was brought up in our first episode. Mm-hmm you brought up was about the investment that organizations have in these athletes. Yes. yes. We understand that some that there's a line where the organization is concerned mm-hmm. and there's a there's where the individual themselves have to be concerned about these things. Yes. One of the things that I believe that would benefit um, fighting sports specifically would be some type of player, uh, some type of fighters association or or, or union. Reason being mm-hmm. is just because to make sh- just to make sure that the that these issues, these types of issues, in terms of the health aspect, especially the mental health aspect, mm-hmm. is being addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I, far it 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 hasn't been shown where where that additional step is being taken for the sake of the fighters. Now, is it within the responsibility of the fighters to to be on guard for these things for themselves? Absolutely. However, we understand that sometimes there are things that people don't think about. There's a running joke uh, um, that I heard years ago from uh, a now attorney. Uh, um, uh, shout out to that fraternity brother of mine who, um, well, there are a couple of who are, who are now uh, um, attorneys. Hey. Elitist status. Anyway, <laughs> um, he, he told me a joke. He said, the reason why there are so many people who try to become lawyers is because there are so many other people who don't know that they need a lawyer until they know that they need one. Absolutely. Meaning, you don't know what you don't know. And Absolutely. sometimes you have to get additional people to help you think through the things that you don't necessarily think about. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to do that with many other aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and many people uh, at the beginning of the year have to sit down with a, a, a CPA or um, uh, someone who prepares taxes. Why? Because there are certain things that you don't necessarily know as an individual. And God forbid you spend 60 bucks on TurboTax and try to figure it out on your own and you still screw <laughs> your taxes up. Now you have a whole headache. So yeah. you you go and reach out to other individuals to help you organize these other aspects of your life that you may not necessarily be the most uh, um, knowledgeable on or have mm-hmm. the, creden- the proper credentialing uh, um, to to navigate a certain aspect of your life mm-hmm. so th- there would be a benefit for a fighters union and and there are apparently some organization uh, a, a new mma organization that's trying to introduce that i know that there was some conversations over the past year mm-hmm. among fighters about uh um unionizing in some form as well to try to to try to get some of these types of issues. Of course, main the the main issue that they want to have addressed is the pay. Of which, course, of course. Which from we're, time we're, to time I hope that we get into. Oh no, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. So so let me steal man and straw man your argument. So so are you suggesting are you suggesting that if the UFC and Dana White treated their fighters better as a whole you would 
see I'm not saying that's the reason John Jones is going and acting up like this but are you suggesting that let's say for example if they took care of the fighters mental health or if they put uh, ample amount of resources into the fighters mental health you might see bouts of uh, chicanery like what just happened decrease I can't say for sure whether or not that would be the end all be all. I don't uh-huh. I don't I, I think that there are many There's many other variables. Yeah, there, there are many other course, variables that, that 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 come into play mm-hmm. with these behaviors. Now mm-hmm. let's let's just call it what it is. John Jones, Conor McGregor, yeah. that that one guy who almost killed that star. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And even me, even mattress actress. <laughs> and even a mattress Ad- adult star. And even um Ronda Rousey's uh la, 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 current boyfriend or husband right now, I guess he's like a domestic abuser either way. Right, but so see, there's, there's a couple. Of, uh, wow, exactly. Boys. There's there, there, that's a handful out of how many fighters? That's true. Six hundred signed at the UFC, so alone. And yeah. how many other fight organizations are there out there? On oh, fight yeah. promotions. So, so yeah. it is 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 hard to to. It's uh, it's not fair to paint a broad brush. Yeah, of course. How, however, I do think regardless of those outlying situations or even if those outlying situations didn't exist, we still would want to make sure that these things are being addressed. Why? We have uh, many fighters that are getting back in the ring after coming uh, after coming back from a traumatic loss or coming back from a, uh, um, a traumatic injury. Yeah. And, and what is the number one thing that we see when they get in the ring the next two or three times that meant that mental fatigue Mm -hmm. or mental trauma from the, from whichever event that came along the way Mm -hmm. that may have derailed their success. It bothers them. It continues to to hinder them. Mm -hmm. Now, thankfully we see many situations where people get to the other side of, and they're able to come out and talk about it. Yeah. And, and even talk about some of the steps that they take to get there. Yeah. However, we've also seen many of them just crumble. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I mean, where would you even like to take this? Because I have a, a lot of things I Speak sort mind. of. So, okay. So I, I kind of want to dive into, because um, when you talk about fighter pay, and we're going to go a little over the place right now, what Jake Paul is doing in terms of, you know, Triller and these YouTube celebrity fights and all that. Look, at as a purist of the sport, I don't exactly appreciate everything Jake Paul's doing. Similar to as a purist of the sport, I didn't appreciate all the trash talk that Conor McGregor was doing and all the hate and the outrage and all that. But let's be very clear. These antics that are happening with Jake Paul and Conor McGregor, they end up generating more money for the organization as a whole. Which it's like, um, what's the that uh, for a, a a rising tide lifts like all boats or something like that? In theory, but it it in terms, in I I would say in this in in especially within the fight sports mm-hmm. um arena. Mm-hmm. I would look at it more so as a chicken and egg type situation. So you're gonna have to explain. Um, in terms of the success of these fighters versus the promotion or in tandem with the promotion. So we are seeing where fighters are able to generate uh, 
sizable income, if not more income than they've been able to generate. And in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a couple of cases, they've made a lot more money mm-hmm. in these um, celebrity boxing matches yes. than in the yeah. in MMA itself. Mm-hmm. Well, the question is, are these fighters getting paid more because that's what people want to see? It, they want to see them in a different arena fighting a celebrity? Or is it a situation where more people are willing to support that form of entertainment? I don't. I don't. I. I know. I. I may. It's, it may. It may sound as if I'm asking the same exact question, but I'm. I'm saying are mm-hmm. are are these celebrity matches the different type of celebrity matches? the thing that are drawing eyes mm-hmm. or is or are these celebrity matches the result of the what what the overall base is attracted to i don't think people really care to see a woodley fight <laughs> they don't want to see woodley fight paul it's more so i want to see paul fight woodley yeah it, it, it's it's always very interesting when you talk about like those celebrity matches and all that. So it, it, it's it's a very complex ecosystem of what's going on right now. And um, I, I will keep it brief, even though I know some people hate the fact that we keep things very brief. Um, I, I like this conversation style. So you're put in a situation where, let's say, hypothetically, we're UFC fighters and you have a title fight on December 1st. You're in that title. Me, Jerome, I'm a UFC fighter. I'm in that title fight. And I say, nah, Dana, I don't really like the way those numbers are looking. You know, let's, uh, I want 750000 as opposed to 500000 Dana White will just say, well, there's someone that will take, like, are you kidding me? There's someone that will take that title fight for, for less. You know what I'm saying? So it becomes a very weird type of like cutthroat business to where in a hypothetical world, you would need all the fighters to join together and say, look, at no, Dana, you're not about to offer me the next contract. If this guy doesn't take it, pay him his money. Don't offer me something less. But because it's such a cutthroat business and everyone's looking out for themselves, Dana White knows that. He can just be like, oh, well, if you don't want to take it, I'll just offer you. And that's what happened with Kamara Usman and uh, Jorge Masvidal. And it's happened time and time again in the fight business. So I don't think I, – I, I literally think – and I, let me compare Conor McGregor and Jake Paul's two different styles of getting fighters more money. Go. Even though I'm not sure if this is their intention, they both are doing this. Conor McGregor has the super marketing strategy where it's just like say something controversial, bring eyes, bring views, sell fights and all that. My biggest problem with that, and I know you're going to want to dive deeper into this, but be patient with me, is that that type of style only works for a certain look, demographic, pretty, white, you know, blah, blah, blah. That only works for it's charming because it's coming from McGregor, but you better believe that if it was coming from 
someone else, it wouldn't be. But that's just it would not. be th- it would be considered thuggish. It would be considered thuggish. Yes, yeah. you absolutely said it. Let's just call it what it is. No, that's real. But I do like how Conor McGregor has introduced that as a marketing business style into what we call this UFC entertainment business. I, but now, it's not scalable. It, it's it, it's it, it there there is a limit to how scalable it is, especially with, when you start losing. It, especially, especially when you start, start losing, like we yeah. see him doing. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, um, you're no. You're, but and then Jake Paul's style, Jake Paul style is let me. I, I don't even think this is intentional. He literally is like, let me go and do this with Triller. Bring out washed up UFC fighters. They'll make more than they've ever made in the UFC. And let me call out Dana and force him to give a response. It's like, yo, Dana, Tyron Woodley just made you know a mill fight in this boxing match. What? How come he's not making more in your organization? And they like, what's the answer, Dana? Respond to that because it's a really good question. So I like both of those styles. I, I honestly do. Um. Yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Before we wrap it up, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I I, th- I think there's so much that's left to be desired in in fight sports. Um, where fighters, because they are in hands down, the most violent sport. Hands down. Hands down, the most violent sport. Hands that, down, and that. For the sake of our attention, our eyeballs, our money, they should be receiving more from those who are organizing it. But responsibility also has to be placed on the fighters who are not choosing to say, you know what, I can do something else. But that's what happens when you put all your eggs in one basket. One of the beneficial things that we have that you and I have and with the different ventures that we've been trying, that we've been working on for a couple of years. And the same thing with the, re- the, the, the rest of the Octavian Collective team has been that we have all made personal investments in education for ourselves to be able to take a step away from one aspect of life and focus on this thing and try to develop it. But if we know if all else fails, we can go back out there and and, and, and make it all work. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, we're doing it all right now at the same time. Yeah. But that's because we have been afforded the opportunity to do that. You know, it's not a situation where we have to work two or three jobs and all that other th- all that other stuff. And only thing that we have time for is is grabbing one quick bite to eat and going to sleep. No, we we we've been fortunate to be able to be in a position where we can walk away from certain things when we want to. Yeah. I want to make one more point that I think a lot of people might not know is, um, so, you know, in like the NFL and the NBA, you said there's a 50, 50 split, right? Uh, Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. So I I, I think it's 50, 50 in, um, in the NBA and Mm -hmm. 49.5, and fifty one point yeah, fifty point five with um within the NFL. I'll double check that right now. Okay, bet. Um but you know, that's the whole thing and, and, and I'm a 
actually a huge fan of this sport. You're more of like a businessman. So we're looking at two different perspectives. But that's all the fighters are asking for. It's like if the UFC makes $100 million a year, the fighters are just saying, which they make more than that, but the fighters are just saying, can we get $50 million and the owners and all that get $50 million? Not an 88-12% split. Not not even a 50-50 split because that seems a little bit too progressive right now for me for a sport that's only been around for a quarter of a century. But, like, something better. 70-30, 66-33. Money's being generated in this sport. A lot of it. I mean, you go to a UFC event, you're paying $10 for a beer. Now, don't get mad at me. I know that's probably, like, the alcohol company that's making that money. Who knows? But, um... But that's just the point I'm making. Money is being made in this sport right now. It's just that the fighters aren't seeing it because taxes, and then they got to pay out their team. They might have to pay for flights. Other businesses are like this, the Pareto distribution, where it's like, we get it. The top 5% of fighters are making 90% of the money. We understand. The difference is... This isn't paperwork. This is a very, very unique type of corporation where your brain and your soul is being battered as you're going to work your 9 to 5. There has to be a more innovative or novel business structure to accommodate for how innovative and novel this sport is. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to get emotional, but that's all I'm saying. No, but you're saying... Something that plenty of other workers around, not just the country, but around the world are are saying. There needs to be more equity. Yeah. And we're, we're, one of the things that I think is going to be recurring within our podcast is us talking about things that we believe are, are more common sense of commonsensical or commonsensible or <laughs> whatever the proper word is. Yeah. To us. To us as individuals. But not everybody. But not to, <laughs> ev- not to everyone else. And that's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. We are individuals. We have our own our own identities. We have our own ideologies. And that's perfectly fine for us to have that. Mm-hmm. The, I think the more mature way to think about these things is to say, okay, that's this person's perspective it may it may be a little bit too extreme for my taste Mm -hmm. but at at least if I can try to see where they're coming from and where their concerns are Mm -hmm. because I think one of the things that I would like to get more out of people is where's your heart on this yes do you want there to be an improvement Mm -hmm. do you think that there is actually inequity do you Mm -hmm. think that there's actually something wrong with inequity no matter how much I break down the numbers and show you, yes, there, that there is a discrepancy between, mm-hmm. you know, the percentage that this this executive makes as opposed to the person who who, who produces the product or yeah. delivers on the service. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that may brand me in some in in one aspect <laughs> on on the political spectrum, but I again these are these are certain things that I that for some reason to me come off as more of a no-brainer now to be fair mm-hmm. i have my own experience that is that has made me say you know what i don't believe that this set of people or people in general should have this issue 
I believe in in the modern world and especially within the wealthiest country on the planet. Yeah. However, we want to 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 define that wealth. <laughs> I believe that there is more than enough resources available to help at least make sure that the least of us don't have to deal with certain issues. Now, to be fair, we are talking about professional sports yeah, we're talking about where these people athletes. are making a lot more than 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 the average American. If we were to think on, on in terms yeah. of politics. But in, in, in terms of sports, it's just all about, all right, what is fair? Yeah. And are we considering fair on the basis of, well, compared to someone who doesn't work in professional sports, mm-hmm. do you do do you think that it's fair for you to complain about how you're being treated when you're making X amount more than the average person? Or are we speaking about what is just fair in terms of principle? Yeah, because I think when when we speak about being more mature um, or learning how to be mature, learning how to be adults, um, responsibility and principle, moral principle. You well, who who are you as an individual? Who are you as a human being? How do you go about things? I think it is fair for us to. Not necessarily condemn anyone, but pass judgment. Because we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. We're going to pass judgments on people anyway. I think it's naive when people say, well, I don't judge anyone. No, yes, you do. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yes, you do. You you may not pass a condemnation on a person. Yeah, yeah. But you do make a judgment on a person at the end of the day. Yeah. And... What many people are judging these situations on when we start talking about pay, when we start talking about um, beneficial stru- uh, benefit structures mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and other forms of insurances, is that, okay, where's the heart in how these fighters are being treated? At least, is the UFC or any other fight promotion or any other sports league willing to say, hey, we're going to take a little bit of money up front off the table. You may not necessarily see it directly in your paychecks, but at least we're going to provide you with full health insurance. Yeah. Full, uh, um, make sure that there is a, a end of career insurance uh, um, clause in, into your contracts. Make sure that, 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 that we are, you know, making certain provisions, put in, putting certain provisions in place, making sure that there is, is a budget specifically for mental health issues, mm-hmm. for cognitive testing. You know, just just to make sure that that issues are being addressed as proactively as possible for not in in for the for the sake of the individual. Because it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's also the profitable thing to do. I would like it, to think. Yeah, no, long, I, I long term, because just the PR run alone. Yeah. Pick a sport. If there's a sport that that steps up, steps up and says, hey, these are the changes that we are making so we can address this issue that we are not only seeing within our sport, but we are seeing across the board. We want to make sure that we are, are, are leading and changing the way that we go about addressing some of these issues. And, and that, and at that point, I will gladly stand up and applaud that. Even if, even if they have to come out and say, look, we took a couple of dollars off the board. Why? (laughs) Because at the end of the day, businesses are in the business to do business. Yeah. (laughs) They're in there. They they are, they are here to make money. One last thing, um, and you can respond quickly. Uh, uh, let me play devil's advocate. I, I'm Dana White. I took a huge gamble with the Fortita brothers to make this business. It's a one in 
a hundred chance that this will profit and pay off. I hit it big. Here I am. I own the UFC. What makes me not, how can I say this? I'm going to take 90% of this paycheck. What what makes you think as a fighter, you weren't there, you didn't take the risk, you didn't take the gamble, you didn't, you just fight. You just beat people up for a living. Me, I'm Dana White. I'm a businessman. I got this thing from the ground up. Why should I care about the hell? And I, I, I'm sorry, I think you sort of already answered this question a, a little bit. Why should I care about putting more money in you guys' pockets? Because, Dana, you don't get out there and fight yourself. And until you get robots out there to fight, it's human fighting. Yeah. If none of the fighters want to get out there and fight, Dana no longer has a, uh, um, a product to promote. All he has is the intellectual property from the previous fights. That's it. Yeah, fair enough. He loses all leverage. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like what we're doing here, you need to give us a like, a follow, a share, or a comment. Okay? You're asking, well, how do we do that? Listen, our Instagram is grown table. It's one word and it's all lowercase. And our Twitter is at the grown table. Once again, one word, all lowercase. Back to the show and thank you. Okay, so the first part of the main course, back in the news again, is R. Kelly. What do you think about that? It's a tragic situation. Um, It's just another aspect of the dark side of the music industry. And I don't mean in the sense where sexual exploitation, albeit that can definitely be discussed at a later time, um, is is a unf- unfortunate, but it's a it's a huge part of, of 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 the entertainment industry, and I don't just mean music; I mean across the board. That's interesting. So I will stop you real quick and say, the way you word that, I don't take it this way, but I feel like by saying that it's part of the industry. People are going to say, oh, you're taking accountability off of the individual R. Kelly. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Uh, No. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that some arguments can be made that it is a symptom of the problem. Now, in R. Kelly's situation, this was something that was an open secret, first and foremost. Yes. Oh, it it, it we're not going to act as if a lot of the things that he was doing wasn't kind of public in a, in yeah, like oh, at least at least indicators were public. Mm-hmm. At least indicators were public. Public. So that's 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 part of where I draw a certain line with 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 the R. Kelly situation. Um. Because there is that 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 public angle, that and 
some of the things that he's been accused of has already been publicized. It's been actually brought into a court. Yeah. Um, and some can even say that. I mean, it, in fact, it was basically relitigated. Yeah. With with the reintroduction of the some of the evidence from his previous trial. Now, of course, a judge considered that to be admissible in 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 in, in court. Let that lie as it is. Um. However, my biggest concern was that the response by some of the parents that were involved, the response by some of the women who were of age, the response by the community that knew about this in general and kind of swept it under the rug. But a big part of that is because our community there have been so many instances in our community, and and and, and it's actually a, it's, it's it's a human thing. In fact, it's a it's a worldwide phenomenon uh, situation as well, mm-hmm. where many things are getting swept under the rug because of the redeeming qualities of a person, or or or, or things that 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 some may consider to be redeeming qualities, or um, more on the benefit side of the cost benefit analysis. Yeah, I I think it all gets really fishy when you throw money into the situation. And I mean, we're not going to talk too much about the situation because uh, let's be real. I'm pretty sure neither one of us are like detectives or, you know, like lawyers in that field. And I I don't really know. I mean, I did a couple of Google searches and all that. We're going to talk about something other than the actual facts of what he was charged with, but I will say these situations get really, really fishy when you throw money and fame into it, and, and I do agree, you, you know, I, I, one thing I will say is even though I just, it sounds hypocritical, I just said I wouldn't talk about that much of it, he needs to obviously be taken down for what he's done, but let's be clear, this isn't all like a one-man job, you know, like, you said the parents, other people involved in the situation. They For a racketeering charge? Yeah. That means that there were a, a decent amount of other people that were yeah. involved in this situation. And many of them pointed the finger at him and made him the fall guy. Yeah. There is no way that you have fifty uh, about 50 witnesses and some of those people aren't people who shouldn't who shouldn't be in a cell right next to him. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, we we've seen it we we've seen it play out many times with these mob bosses and and things like that. So, of course, you're going to see that play out in 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 a charge that would be in in similar charges that would be placed on mob bosses. Yeah. How how much more are we going to like this sounds very very like pessimistic and, and I, I you know i do want to transition into talking about the music cuz i'm interested on everyone's opinions about the music but like real quickly how in your opinion are we going to continue to see this more like are we getting better at stopping things like this or are we actually getting worse at stopping things like this 
Like, I don't know. I mean, I've watched the, like, let me be very honest. I've watched the documentary, um, the multi-part documentary on Netflix. I watched it for entertainment. Like, how sad is that? Like, like this is. Many people watched it for the sake of entertainment. Like, this is sad what's going on. And I literally watched it for, like, an entertainment. Per- like, not a, like a, you know, like. Not to be the judge and the jury and all that. I just watched it for entertainment. So how much longer is this going to go on, in your opinion? So I hesitated on 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 saying the... My most honest answer forever. <laughs> is, no, un, is is to for me to say until Jesus comes. Yeah, that's 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 re- revealing a little bit about what man, what I personally believe in. Yeah. Um, but I believe until this earth is finally destroyed, we're going to be seeing things like this. I am pessimistic and cynical. Because the potential crack in knowing who are the people who not only disregard these types of crimes, but are actively participating in it. Yeah. Yeah. They made sure, allegedly, (laughs) that that hole, that gaping hole in their sealed system was closed. And they and 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 those that group of people continue to actively make sure that that's the case. That sounds very cons- conspiratorial or what have you, but at at this point Well, too many things have have given given me indicators that that there are that 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 there's some accuracy in some of those uh, conspiracy theories. Would I like to hope that all of this is wrong? That I that there isn't this uh, um, conspiracy among many w- of the wealthy mm-hmm. about these types of crimes. Mm-hmm. But there are people. There, there, there are some of these guys who who have who have created a vulnerability. Yeah. In 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 some of the crimes that may be organized among the wealthy, among of the course. elite. And so there are certain sacrificial lambs, i.e., Weinstein. Of course. Epstein. Epstein, of course. Cosby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kelly. When I think of Cosby, I I, I don't want to get off topic here. When I think of Cosby, I think less of like conspiracy theory and all that, but I agree with what you're saying. It's a sad system because it's like, listen, like we were saying before, no one does any of this stuff alone. There's people... And all facets of it, it's just like, who are we going to decide to take the fall for all of us? And who are we going to decide to throw under the bus? And, um, yeah, it's actually sad. I I want your thoughts on the, you know, 
we've had a conversation before um and as actually we were talking about separating the fighter from the personal like john jones is a fighter can we separate him from his past and his legal actions and all that stuff can we do the same thing with r kelly is it possible to separate the art that the person's made from you know like what they've done i think it's a little different when it comes to sports as you know when we talk about the nfl yes like watching you run with a ball in your hand i don't care if you've like shanked someone or whatever like it's two completely different things but when you're talking about art like visceral passionate art that these guys create can we separate that art from what they do you know on their free time i personally don't think so but i want your opinion on it i feel like i'm being lied to you know what i'm saying (laughs) well with r kelly well first of all with anything it changes when when sexual violence comes into play Yes, yes, I agree. Everything changes when sexual violence comes in. I agree. Especially with underage. Yes. Women, underage girls. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a different magnitude, yeah. R. Kelly allegedly had a secret marriage to R&B singer Aaliyah when she was 15 years old. That was in the documentary, yes. According to the New York Times, apparently this was even carrying on. Sexual abuse was carrying on with her possibly as early as when she was 13, 14. Wow. With him, according to a a witness to the New York Times. So take that with a grain of salt and and take that as you may. Mm -hmm. The music Mm -hmm. that came out around this time mm-hmm. is what makes it where it's difficult mm-hmm. for me to separate R. Kelly's music from him as a person. Where you have produced some of her earliest work that have indicators. Oh my. Her, she had an EP called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. <laughs> I remember watching that. I forgot what documentary it was. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix? There's like a multi part documentary. Everything you're saying, I remember from the documentary I watched. I try to avoid watching too much black trauma. Oh, fair enough. And here's the thing. Like I said, that whole situation, that situation and everything with R. Kelly Mm -hmm. has been an open secret. Even Mm -hmm. as a kid, I understand. I understood that there was something off with the whole R. Kelly. I mean, the boondocks made a joke about it. Right. (laughs) And and, and, and that, that that was... a good indicator to our generation, but we even still, mm-hmm. I remember watching that episode of the Boondocks a couple of times and still not getting it. Mm-hmm. I still didn't get it. Yeah. Because it was, it was a cartoon. It was, it was dialed back. Yeah. 
So I'm like, what, 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 what's up with R. Kelly? Yeah. Well, now, of course, I mean, I'm in my mid twenties now, so it, it yeah. we're, we're, there's a different level of understanding that I now mm-hmm. have. But there were plenty of adults who were around us when we were growing up who did know. Yeah. And did and and didn't feel as if there 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 was enough of an issue. Yeah. There were plenty of exec uh record executives who con- who continued to to rake it in. Mm-hmm. After af- after that cuz we we many of us forget R. Kelly had a a pretty good wave after that whole um Legal he, situation. He sure did. <laughs> he had a second career. He sure did. He sure did. And it's and it and it's tough because because of that second career, a lot of our elementary school dances, his music was played. <laughs> Middle school dances, his music his music was played. Okay. Family reunions, mm-hmm. community parties, block parties, so bad birthday parties. <laughs> Church events, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's interesting. I, you know, do you feel, this, this might come off as a weird question, and I, I, do you feel like you've been lied to? Maybe it's the pessimist in me that I hear something like this, and I say, ah, oh, here we go again. I, I I don't feel a sense of, I don't feel like I've been slighted. And maybe it's because we knew something was coming from R. Kelly. Like we, you know, it, it's, I, that's sort of my question. How should, how should I feel about this whole thing? Should I just say, here we go again. What, like what's going on? Or, or I, I don't know, you know, it's a little confusing um yeah i just my opinion on his music is like i said when when you have something such as music which i feel like is so artistic and it comes from the heart and it's you know filled with passion and emotion and especially with the cases that you've been talking about, you know, it escalates the situation when you talk about underage sexual abuse. And when you get charged for racketeering, you know, and all these charges that he's gotten, you show that you've intentionally gone out of your way to set up a system to where you can manipulate underage girls and take advantage of him. Now that's what he's been convicted of. Oh, okay. That's what he's been convicted, convicted. of. Okay. I don't know the details on how the prosecution oh. was able to prove that other okay. than other than testimony from people who were involved in it. it. That's what I'm thinking. Now, again, I don't know all the I don't know all the details. Yeah. And I'm not an attorney. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Well then, then, then I, I'm then I'm still interested. I will go and follow this entire story because that I didn't do the most research on this, and rightfully so. This actually isn't like something that I like researching about. It's, but this it's is a difficult topic. It's 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 a difficult topic, but I figured we, you know we throw it in there. Um, but let's be very clear: intent is all the difference in the legal system. 
whether you made a mistake and ran a red light and hit someone versus whether you purposely ran a red light and hit someone, whether you, you know, what's up? We, I would like to think so. I would like to think that intent comes into play, but intent comes into play when, I, I think, when mm-hmm. you have to appeal to the human opinion and emotion and morality of okay. of, of a jury. Okay. And even yeah. if if you don't take cert- certain 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 matters to a jury trial, yeah. at least in um appeal to that in the hands of a judge. Yeah. Ideally, mm-hmm. based on the principles that have that are supposedly taught mm-hmm. in the uh US Constitution, oh, yeah. we're bringing that topic up again. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be on the basis of what is it that you can prove without uh, uh, without a shadow of a doubt with evidence. Okay, yeah. Not simply only on the ba- on on the backs of what can be potential. Yeah. Uh, um. Mischaracterizations. Okay. Or tainted testimony. Mm-hmm. Be because of the magnitude, because once you start attacking on uh, uh, um, Rico charges, essentially, mm. every, everyone is shaking in their boots <laughs> because you're doing mob boss time. Yeah, yeah. These are lifetime sentences. These are yeah. these are federal prisons that 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 people are being shoved in for the rest of their days. Yeah, that is what you that 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 is what you are dealing with. Yeah. You'll be locked up with international terrorists, <laughs> basically with <laughs> the big boys, <laughs> with an extremely high conviction rate. We're yeah. talking about in the mid to high nineties. <sighs> As in, when they pull out a case yeah. on you, they they've say, already got you. They've already built it up. Yeah, all you got to do is show up, brother. You don't got to say anything. We already got you. <laughs> in theory, yeah, <laughs> all of that is in theory. That's based on anecdote. Here's the yeah. thing. We also know that our legal system eh, a, bit, yeah. a bit corrupt. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, eh. is it? I didn't uh, realize. Uh, oh. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> quite, quite shady. And so, so it's it's it's. We know what the public, the 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 the, the court of law has decided up until this point. Mm-hmm. My understanding is he has um he has to face some additional charges in the state of Illinois. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh that's my understanding. I could be wrong. Yeah. Dude, I I'm talking if you would have watched that documentary, you would have been flabbergasted. Whatever the word is, mind blown. He But here's was, the thing. I it it there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. These are the things that we are finding out. These are the things that we are hearing about. These are the and, and, and again, you throw you slap on that alleged tag on there, but he's also yeah. been convicted of it. So yeah, of course, take that of as course, you may. Of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to end it up, I I just want to say like uh, I actually I know you say you don't like watching like black trauma, which I never really thought of it like that, and it's something I probably should avoid. You know avoid watching in the future but if i could get you to watch that documentary you i mean he had girls locked in rooms for days 
being like, hey, daddy, can I come out and get a glass of water or something like that? Like, I'm hungry. I'm I'm thirsty. Like, it was some creepy stuff, man. He's not was, the only one doing it. He's just the only one who's been caught for allegedly doing it. Yeah. No, and in order for him to, to, to maintain something like that for so long, mm-hmm. other people had to be involved. Of which course. is what he was convicted of. Yeah. Of, it was a, a, of a of allegedly being the kingpin the of this whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. those those people, I haven't heard or seen anything about those people who were involved also being held held accountable because there's a whole. If you're gonna tell me that he was the kingpin of an entire structure, then what are we doing about the rest of that structure as well? Yeah. About those people who were complicit with this because they are, are they they have implication. I don't I, I can't say for sure to what degree. But this thing doesn't carry on without the active involvement of people. It, it was it was probably most whether or not it was short term or long term. It doesn't the, matter. There's no way you're having multiple different women, a, a wife, you're having an affair, you're making hits, making music, touring, running a, a, this. There was other people involved. It's just it's just that simple. Like it's just that simple. Unless he was on Adderall twenty four seven, I don't see how he would have the time. To <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping that more women, more young women, more young men who have been taken advantage of are strengthened to step forward. And I understand that that's very difficult for a lot of people. I hope that there are many parents who care enough to teach their children in the manners that they see fit. Can't tell people how to how to parent their kids, but I would hope that they are teaching their children to be aware of these types of situations. Reality is we don't know who we put our we we allow our kids around. We, we 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 may think we do, but again, anyone can put on a mask and put on a face, and and put on a a a, a persona for a couple of hours. We, as a society, should be more aware of these different aspects that contribute the different aspects of society that contribute to. Blessings family. We hope you are enjoying the meal so far. So what if it's a little salty today? I'm kidding. Thank you for making it this far in the episode and taking in just one brick of what we're building here at the Octavian Collective. We are envisioning a multimedia partnership that fosters a space for critical but also creative thinking. So we hope that you engage with us and show your support for the different projects we'll be launching over the next couple of months. Stay up to date with us through our Instagram page at TOC Social and check out some of our upcoming content and in-house instrumentals on our YouTube channel, The Octavian Collective. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the show. So the next part on our main course. Donda versus Certified Lover Boy. Album versus album. 
a delayed reaction. Yeah, right, because this is definitely a couple weeks late. These boys definitely dropped their album a long time ago. Hey, to be fair, our first episode was recorded back in August. That's a good point. <laughs> so, I mean, we... we Completely lot, forgot about that. Considering our, our hectic work schedules, dude, it, <laughs> there are going to be a couple of delayed reactions. It just is what it is. Um, so maybe a quick peek behind the curtain. We do want to respond to a couple of things more real time. I guess that's where the whole social media aspect yeah. comes into play. Yeah. Even though I hate it. What? So... So I, I, I'm, I'll say this. I listen to both the albums. No, no, I'm not going to lie. I listened to the entire Donda album because I am a Kanye fan. Never been a Drake fan. I listened to the first five songs on Certified Lover Boy, and I had to stop it because it just sounds like every single thing. And let me be very clear. I like Drake's singles for the most part. I kind of even like his albums, the thematics of his albums and all that. I think he's a good artist, even though his music doesn't really do anything for me. I couldn't make it all the way through Certified Lover Boy, and I have more to say, but I want I, this is actually an area that you know much about, music production and all that. Ha- from a music production standpoint, we're not talking about marketing or anything like that. Just from a music production standpoint, what did you think? I already know Kanye's last album blew him out the water. But what do you think from a music production standpoint about the two albums? 40 did his thing on the tracks that he was on, okay. that, that he that he practiced. It's unfortunate that it seems as if we are getting um, less and less work from 40. Mm-hmm. That's a bit concerning, especially from the musician and producer standpoint. Um, a lot of the music that I do produce myself was and is inspired by 40's work. Okay. Um, <laughs> and a lot of Kanye's work inspires my work today as well. Now, after 40's tracks on CLB, mm-hmm. there's a drop-off. Mm-hmm. There's a sizable drop off, um, for a decent amount of songs, and then there are just some tracks that are out of place. Cough, cough. The track with Wayne and Ross. Okay. It's the one song on the entire project that sounds like that. It doesn't sound good with the rest of the project. It has nothing to do with the theme of Certified Lover, but but yeah, anyway, we'll we'll we'll. we'll get back to that but in terms of the in, in terms of the production there there was more to be desired but certified lover boy and let's just call it what it is the last three drake projects before it maybe there's you can debate about where views may fit in 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 in, in that category mm-hmm. those categories but i mean it's it's been formulaic, the pro- the production is, is is formulaic um, it's just an for Drake. Um, I think Kanye is still in a a low period in terms of when is the next when when are we gonna see the next brainchild of Kanye come to to life because we value that. 
the most in Kanye is the fact that the I think Andrew Schultz argues against whether or not he's a genius. Um, in uh. in in, ter- in terms of everything else, he would give he would Schultz gives it up in terms of comedy. I mean, not comedy, but he gives it up to in to, terms to, of to, music. Yeah, in, terms yeah. of, in terms of music production, however, let's take a look at the work that he's that he's that he's done in with with Adidas, with the with the Yeezy brand. What he's done with with fashion, some of the some of these other things that he has had an influence on in entertainment. Yeah, but he's, he's special. He's a special mind. But his last couple of projects have been meh. Oh, so so I'll defend Kanye because I. I'll be it. I'm a huge fan, and in fact, I love Donda. Mm-hmm. But I love Donda for what it is. It's graded on a curve. Now I do I do believe that he's about that if if Kanye has enough time and he gives himself enough time and and you know hopefully he doesn't have any episodes well he he may have a, a, a you you know as long as those episodes are being managed and he is being taken care of because I don't I don't I don't I don't like the prospect of a world where we lose Kanye as well too soon we have lost a lot uh, of yes, we talent. Have. Musicians, yes, artists, entertainers, have. too soon, and I think it may take for Ye to go on on another sabbatical, just like he did with with my beautiful dark twisted I fantasy. Was bring that he, up. <laughs> he, 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 he 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 spent time in Which Europe. Is probably one of my favorite albums of all time, by the way. Most people would agree that is my favorite album from him. Mm-hmm. Just he did the same thing with Jesus. He had to take time away. He had to go and experience some things, and then he brought it back. He brought it back to the music in such a beautiful way. I mean, I don't think too much of Life of Pablo, but many people say that that is an album where he got that too, where it's more so of him speaking about his celebrity life, and 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 some of the things that he's experiencing in it. We're getting, a, we got some of that with Donda, as well as us getting the best of a, of so many other artists that got involved on it. Oh, wow. So many fantastic features from people that I did not expect mm-hmm. that we were going to get out of it. Now I just want to see what he, what he does next, but him incorporating more of some of the elements that he's been introducing with the last three projects he's dropped um, since his um, his uh, Good Friday Which back-to-back release. Amazing period run. of time. Oh, I love that. When run. he was working with Big Sean and Pusha T and all that. So, 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 so uh, you know, I'll say this about Kanye. A lot of people are criticizing the Don the album, and I don't even think it was that good of an album, but let me be very clear and defend Kanye. Kanye has been always been the type of person to overdo something, to jump to like, I mean, this guy made a whole album about how the academic system was corrupt and how he dropped out of college and he's trying to become a like, and then he makes an album, not in chronological order, but he makes an album where he overdoes auto tune and 808, 808s. Like he, doesn't have any chill if that's what you want to like if that's the way he, he's always been the type of person 
to not be able to moderate himself, like to overdo something. And he's very innovative in a way. And he uh, he spearheads a lot of the movements. Not a lot. I don't want to say a lot because I don't know the music industry that well. But he spearheads different movements that we see. Do I do I appreciate what Dondo was? Yes. Because even though I'm not a music producer and I don't know all the, the jargon and the terminology, it was uh, it was like he tried to incorporate his background of like church gospel music into rap. And now he's never been the best rapper in the world. That's that's clear as day. I, it, I, I know that's co- that might be controversial to you, but he's never been, in my opinion, that good of a, a rapper. That's not where he shines he he's a he's a poet if i could say that mm. but he's not a rapper okay. um so uh, yeah I, it's hard for me to to describe or to verbalize what i liked about donda because it's not my area i don't know the music terminology but he did something well do i think he overdid what i can't describe i think he overdid a little bit of donda mm. but that's always been kanye in terms of that's certified true. lover boy it like first of all i don't know if drake a lot of people have ghostwriters but it's the same crap i'll use that word crap that we've like drake get a new gimmick like we get it like you get women um and then no, the the one of the uh she say she's a a lesbian girl me too what does that even mean it was just stupid it was the whole album was stu- and this is coming from a a casual a guy that doesn't appreciate the music industry like that from the outside looking in I was just like Drake get a new get a new shtick or shtick or whatever the word you call it. Or, or a shtick. Well, I can't even say a it. I, fa- I I didn't fail Spanish, but I did really bad at Spanish because I couldn't um like roll my R's. I can't say that word you just said. But uh, but but yeah, there's that, no that, R in that word. You know what I mean? No, I'm bad at rolling whatever needs to be rolled. <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> but um, oh oh, sorry. And I'll say I'll say this, and I'll let you talk. That whole beef between them two. I kind of like that in the music industry. Like, first of all, didn't that become really popular when, like, um, like Fifty Cent and Kanye both decided they would drop their albums on the same day? And um, I forgot. I think it was like Curtis versus what? What Kanye album dropped in like oh five, oh six, or oh seven? Maybe it was Graduation. Graduation. Yeah, it was Graduation because College Dropout dropped when I was like seven. Yeah, it was so it was like two thousand two, two thousand three. Late registration. Oh, it was late registration. Uh, there, mm, there was there let's, was. Let's go through the chronology. Yeah, the chronology. The it was, it was definitely because College Dropout was Kanye's first like major album, and it had to be in two thousand two, two thousand three. Because I remember Slow Jams. She said mm-hmm. she wants some Marvin Gaye. Salute the fan. And then he made, then he might have made. Was it late registration or graduation? That was first. Cause late registration had. That uh, that conflict diamond, diamonds from Sierra Leone song. All right, so late registration, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Um, college dropout, two thousand four. Oh wow, two thousand four. Yeah, so in chronological order, college dropout, two thousand four. Yeah, that's wow. late. That's crazy. But I don't forget. Like oh two oh three. But don't forget, we were also we came up during the time 
and we saw the transition where singles would come out and they would rotate on oh, radio for a while yeah. before the actual album. Okay, came out. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense because I, I could swear I remember hearing the slow jams when I was like seven or eight. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, late registration was 2005, graduation 2007, 808s and Heartbreak oh, 2008. Okay. Um, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy 2010. Oh, 2010. Yep, I remember that. That was a uh, oh, I was bumping that, that tenth grade was year. Amazing. Um, Yeezus 2013, freshman year. Oh. Uh huh. Because <laughs> um, because I I had <laughs> I I felt a certain type of way about that problem. <laughs> in 2013, fall of freshman year, and I felt a different way <laughs> spring of, of, of 14. It's, it's really weird. Ye's music ages. It ages well. Yeah. His music, unlike a lot of other music, microwave be- music, I believe his that. music ages well. I do believe that. Especially, there's no way to say the college dropout doesn't, the college dropout doesn't age well. It's <laughs> Administrators at every major university in the world would pay to get that album canceled. <laughs> I swear, I swear, that album aged so well, so well. Yeah, but, so, yeah. but I'm sorry to, that that got us off topic, but I was just trying to point out that, like, uh, I think it was, uh, it must have been Graduation. It was dropping on the same day as one of 50 Cent's albums, and he was like, oh, we're going to have a little challenge, like a sales challenge. Oh, yeah, that was Graduation. And, and it boosted both of their sales up. And I'm not saying Drake versus Kanye was a, 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 a like a, a money grab, but I'm saying as a fan of seeing our culture get paid, I do as long as no one's getting shot and there's no like gun violence or anything like that. I like that type of you know that tension because it ends up net and being a net positive for both of these guys. And regardless of how you feel about Kanye, how you feel about Drake, I love seeing our people get paid, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd love it. <laughs> and so. that's fair. That's definitely one way to look at it. Just right quick, I want to finish the chronology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my bad. last mm-hmm. episode we started something and we never finished. <laughs> but um, Life of Pablo 2016. That was our senior year. Yay. Yes, I remember. It was 2018, and then he he moved into Jesus is King. Um, then Jesus. Um, that was in 2019. Yay was dropped in 2018. Um, part of the um. Good music run, yes. See that uh, good music Friday run, good music Friday. Yeah. Um. Then of course Donna was dropped in twenty twenty one. Jesus is King dropped in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um. Instead of Yandi, remember he was talking about dropping Yandi. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's somewhere out there on YouTube. <laughs> and then there's Watch the Throne in twenty eleven. Oh yeah, that's right. And then Kids See Ghosts with Cuddy in twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's done a lot. That's crazy. Oh, and that's not even touching on the the what he's produced for yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah, wow. You know, so yeah, he's 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 he's, he's done a lot he's of work now. on like the blueprint and all that. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, wow. He's amazing talent. Now here's the thing. And what has Drake done? The grassy generation one, dude. I mean, look, we <laughs> no, can't we, we can't take away <laughs> what he has done in terms of the magnitude and long, longevity of his career. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, amazing. No, no one can take that away. I put from him up there with Little Win. And, 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 it, and it's and it's only fitting. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: you put him up there with Little Wayne, but in fact, you got to he surpasses Little Wayne. You got to put him up there with Jay. In what sense? And I don't want to change that. In what sense? Impact <laughs> on the industry. Oh, Cause cause, yeah. Because here's the thing: Wayne, Wayne was Wayne. He did certain things 
that work despite its conflict with commercial with yeah. with, 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 with with the commerce the, the, the commercial sphere. Yeah. Drake was perfectly made for per- it. Per- yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. Jay learned how to make things that were perfectly mm-hmm. tailored for it. Yeah. Wayne gonna put out what Wayne gonna put out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That I think that's the that's that's the difference. Yeah. Now, when we take a step back and we look at the Kanye and Drake situation, if I may yeah, get on my soapbox a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I like hearing your opinion about this stuff. This is what you're passionate about. So the first thing. We've benefited from receiving music from Ye that is talking about different stages in his life and the things that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And we get that from a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. We even get that from Drake. But one of the things that we also get, we get growth from Ye. In what way? We're hearing different stories. Mm-hmm. We're hearing his response to a lot of things that is going on in his life. Yeah, we're hearing here. We're hearing him talk about falling in love. Mm-hmm. We're hearing him talking to talk about getting married. We're mm-hmm. hearing him talking about losing his mother. We're hearing him talk about, uh, 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 um, you know, failed relationships. Yeah, we're hearing we're, we're hearing him talking about toxic relationships in Hollywood. Yeah, we're hearing him talk about his disillusionment with with the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. We we hear him talk about his children, some of the difficulties that that have come along with with those children along the way, mm-hmm. some difficulties that he's been having with fame. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing some some difficulties that he's been having within his own marriage. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing that. Yeah. We we we've heard about issues that he has with society. We hear about issues that he has with the industry. We hear it. And it's and it feels authentic. Oh, even it, it though he has yes. seventeen different writers on every song, <laughs> you, you kind of get what I'm saying. <laughs> but we're getting something that feels real that's coming from Ye because it let let other writers and producers tell you it is Ye. You that is exactly what you're getting from Kanye West. Yeah, we can't necessarily say that we're getting that from Drake, albeit the what the product that he's provide providing or has provided up to this point has been similar. Yeah. It's the feel of authenticity. But not only that, it's the feel of personal growth. All I've gotten from Drake in the last four projects has been that his pockets has grown and his body count has grown. (laughs) And his disillusionment with certain people in the industry has grown. Shocker. What what else is there? Nothing. Because... Ultimately, if we don't have anything else to hear from Drake, yeah, he's going to continue to be at the top of the charts. But it's 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 it's, it's going to be empty calorie music, mm-hmm. which we we give so many other people crap for mm-hmm. making fast food microwave music. But we don't want to give Drake the criticism just because he's give he's giving us <laughs> Chick Fil A quality fast food as opposed to Mickey D's. Yeah. You know, I I agree with you. I mean, so one of my favorite albums of all time is um, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. I think, it, and like I said, I'm not in any sense a music expertise or anything like that. I think it had 
a be like I don't think you can make an album as visceral and as real as that. Like when you're talking about like murder, uh, poverty, inner city problems, you know, uh, alcohol, dr- drug abuse, and all that. It is really, and, and I only bring that up. Obviously, this isn't about Kendrick Lamar, uh, and Kendrick Lamar isn't even my favorite rapper. Obviously, um, but I shouldn't say obviously, but you know he isn't. Um, but that type of feeling is what I'm missing when I hear Drake rap currently. Now I've heard Drake rap before and sort of I haven't heard a whole Drake album give me those emotions, but I've heard songs like that before. But this what he just put out, I don't know what people were listening to when they thought that that was remotely even good. Bro, they were listening to a Drake album. <laughs> <laughs> what we have what we have been getting hasn't been phases of Drake in terms of timeline and progression and growth in terms of him as I don't want to say him as a person because I don't know the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy. I I don't know him. I don't know anybody connected to him. <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. So I, what what is it that we can go based on? We can go based on His what words. he's put out. Yeah. What has he put out? His interviews. His his activity on social media and what he's written in the music. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. I think it would be refreshing for him mm-hmm. if he were to go and experience certain things that was a little bit different from what he may have been experiencing over the last couple of years. Yeah. Again, I don't know him. I don't know his life mm-hmm. other than what he has put out. Yeah. I think if if Drake would get over that certified lover boy status that apparently he has now cemented himself into, a.k.a. certified boy. It's sad that he feels like he has something to prove. Sorry to cut and, you off, but it's just. It's and that's like, what that's one. But 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 that's one of the things that 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 kind of irk me. Yeah. Because you gotta understand, my introduction to Drake mm-hmm. was when we were in high school, so going through a, a, mm. a, a lot of emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I just I just heard a rapper not have not go the gangster tough guy route. Yeah. To express himself, instead he's he's actually put wearing his emotion on his sleeves yeah. in his writing. <laughs> who, to, who to say who he truly was? <laughs> but in the music that he was putting out, mm-hmm. his emotion was on his sleeves, and I'm hearing somebody express themselves, and it's resonating with me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Wale, my favorite rapper. Yeah, Wale, it's awesome. He listened to the way that he at at that time in the in in the late um. 2000s, early 2010s, was expressing himself, mm-hmm. resonated with me. But it, then, over the course of over the course of the last decade, to watch so many artists change, and it's sad because there, the, I, I watched in a in a documentary, I think, uh, um, uh, uh, from this guy, his this channel called Solar S O U L R on YouTube where there's a clip of an interview where Drake is saying that, yeah, Wayne told me stay the same person, be the the smile, smiley, happy-go-lucky, happy-to-be-here guy. Don't try to be 
Yeah. The tough guy. Don't go and get all these tattoos. Don't try to <laughs> don't don't be something that 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 you're not. Just stay true to you. Yeah. And he was proud to sit here and say that mm-hmm. he wants he wanted to stay true to himself. Mm-hmm. Now he has so many tattoos <laughs> that 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 are so unorganized and usually <laughs> misorganization on um on, in terms of people's lives and in, yeah. in, in the environment around them. Or even within on the way that they carry themselves. It it's like in a, a psychological way. Exactly. Yeah. For those who may not have known that. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just like last time, please do your research into these things. <laughs> but you, you're, you're seeing a, 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 a different Drake. Yeah. Instead of this dude that, that, that helped inspire teenagers mm-hmm. to look for love, to look for a meaningful relationship. Mm-hmm. Because wow, don't forget, never it, don't like forget the music has an impact on the way that the youth are developing. Yeah. One of the things that helped me look, look, f- know who, what type of woman it was that I wanted to, 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 to be involved with was from the music that I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Ambitious Girl by Wale inspired me <laughs> to, 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 to look at the environment around me. My 10th grade year, I'm going to call it what it is. Just tell, just tell the truth. I looked around and I said, you know what? Maybe I, instead of trying to pursue the the stereotypical head of the cheerleaders, the head cheerleader, instead of putting hey, my phone. nothing wrong with cheerleaders, by the way. Absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with cheerleaders. My, my lady used to be a cheerleader. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, but here's the thing. I wasn't a jock. It is, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Music plays such an important role into how I developed and how I saw the world around me. It makes sense. And now that you explain it like that, because obviously we've had small conversations about this. We've never had a long-form conversation like this. Now that you explain it like this, I can – I'm – grasping why it is that you can feel a sense of like disappointment in some of these guys in the industry and all that so yeah no uh, keep going i didn't mean to interrupt you i just wanted to let you know it it, it may it makes sense now it makes absolute sense me i've never really taken drake serious like i you know we we're all different i have never looked at drake to be uh, what, uh, the conveyor of conventional wisdom, even though I do feel like his music is, you know, his music can help you get an understanding of what, like, relationships are like, what heartbreak is and all that. But from, you know, we want to talk about culture, from the cultural perspective, these industry artist guys are teachers and professors to some people individuals and for someone to convey one message and then you know later on go and convey a different message it does get confusing bro it's a, it mu- the words that they put in their music is a part of public speech yeah yeah there's a re- there's a reason why there are so many people who make money off of the words that people put in, into music yeah they have meaning they have value mhm so and yeah, we 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 can easily and and one day we'll go down the rabbit hole of talking about the influence of music and and media and stuff like that. We've kind of alluded it, uh, alluded to mm. some of that when we were speaking a little bit about the um, 
sex sexual uh, um crimes. Yeah, the R. Kelly stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and how and how and how we we may have to look at the way media may have an influence. Yeah. On, a, on, on a that big issue. influence, a big influence. But yeah, there are plenty of people, and and I and I know, and I remember some kids in preschool that I was, um, in preschool with, mm-hmm. who couldn't who who couldn't recite their alphabet without <laughs> singing the ABC song. That's yeah. how Im- that's how important music is. And there are, there are children. That I have a I have a video of my baby brother when he was like four, three or four. Singing the Justin Bieber "Baby Baby" song. <laughs> I don't remember my baby brother singing much or anything else, but he could sing that Justin Bieber yeah. "Baby" song easily because it was a catchy tune. Yeah, you know it's important what kind of message is going out there now. What? <laughs> why? Why is that important in terms of the Kanye West Drake um, situation? We are watch. We have watched what Kanye has gone from. College dropout and a lot of the positive messaging that he was putting on there mm-hmm. to eventually getting to the point where he's talking about if I just this model and she just bleached her and I get bleach on my t-shirt t-shirt I'm gonna feel like a like <laughs> and he's saying something like that and then turns it around and now he's he's doing gospel. And he's t- and he's lamenting on some of the things that he's done. He's yeah. reflecting on some of the things that have affect have affected him, mm-hmm. you know. And he's and then he turns around and makes a project that not only pulls the best out of people in terms of the content, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the amount of curse words that are being used in the verses are minimized in comparison to the verses that other people were putting out. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. You you are able to see hear more of the messaging that artists are trying to put out on Kanye's project because they don't even approach the project with all that cussing to begin with. Yeah. Because they understand that a Ye is off of this. He's off of yeah. all that cussing. He's off of the negative the the the, yeah. the, the negative um uh, uh um subject matter mm. in the music. He he brought a, a a feel good project out. Yeah, he brought a project that there's only one version. It's the version with no cussing. Yeah, there's a lot of positive messaging in it. Meanwhile, what do we get from 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 Drake? <laughs> so if I love her boy, from we we got the toxic <laughs> version of Drake. And 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 I heard someone explain it on um uh, on a review. I think it was um, a Volk Geist review on YouTube. Um, I think it's V O L K G E I S T. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Where? Where? I, and I could be wrong. It may, but I think it was uh, the that guy on YouTube where he said it sounds like Certified Lover Boy was a copy of a Drake uh, of a Drake album. That was also a copy of another Drake album, <laughs> and this re and this and that gets more and more toxic <laughs> with each copy. And keep in mind that this these albums were dropped in the midst of a pandemic, so it's like this is the message. That, and I'm not trying to be hard on Drake; like I'm pretty sure he's a guy. But this is the message that Drake wanted to send to you guys in the midst of a pandemic. This is what he came <laughs> up with. 
this is this is what he's that he, what he's been teasing for about two years. Yeah, because people have been holding their music since the beginning of the pandemic, right? And this is what we get from Drake, and this is what you get. <laughs> and 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 I'm and I'm glad that there are more and more people who are calling this out. Yeah, absolutely. They're not going to stop the money train that is the Drake money train. Of course not. However, just like the 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 ghostwriting allegations did <laughs> just like the 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 revelation of his son oh. and that whole expose <laughs> that was surgically done by Pusha T yeah. yes i'm biased <laughs> uh, um we've we <laughs> we have gotten more and more of less drake yeah. Of 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 him as a personality, we've got more and more of him trying to prove himself. We've gotten um in in ways that he's been told you shouldn't even try to put uh, um to 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 address. But those different controversies and us acknowledging that certified lover boy just ain't it. Yeah. It just doesn't hit the mark, and it's and it's disappointing, and it's and it, people are more dis. Uh, let me take a step back. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. This is this is this this is poor <laughs> podcasting, poor broadcasting, whatever. But work with us here. I'm pas- This is something that I'm passionate about. Yeah, and I know other people are passionate about it as well. Oh no, other people definitely are passionate about it. I, I know that for sure. I, I like I said, you're speaking on Drake's side, not Drake's side, like you're taking his side, but. The Drake thing, I'm letting you get your stuff off right now. I'm more of a Kanye person. Not that you have to be either or. Right. Um, but I know everything you say to be true because it, 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 it's, 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 it's apparent to me that when you skim through, I not, not even listen. I've never listened to a full Drake album. I've only skimmed his albums. You know, you you see, what, and even all the controversy that's been with Drake in the media over the last couple of years, you see there's a chip on his shoulder and he has something to prove, and I feel like he'd just be such a, well, better off guy if he didn't have that chip on his shoulder. You don't have anything to prove to us, man. You my, know what I'm saying? My God, you have all the money, you have all, all the, the plaques, you have all the accolades, and oh yeah, by the way, even with all of these controversies that have followed mm-hmm. you, people still it, love especially you. In, even with him bashing his baby mother in his music. I didn't in turn, know that. And, oh, <laughs> go back and listen to Scorpion. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The I'm up, the I'm upset joint. Okay. Him, him, him bashing his his baby mom, yeah. and then turn around and says, uh, in 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 blue tints later on he's like, ah, oh, once I'm back in the charts, I'll be back in their hearts. Mm-mm-mm. So he knows how the game. He works. knows he knows how it works. <laughs> so when when these controversies come up, it it helps chip away at this 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 caricature that mm-hmm. he's built himself up to be, and it sucks to say that because again, I'm I'm coming from the position of someone who who is a former fan of of Drake the persona that was in in that was in the public. Yeah. I was a fan of the music. I was a fan of, of Drake the person. One of the, one of the, one of the most influential things to me was watching a documentary earlier in his career where he sits at the edge of the stage having an intimate moment with a with a, a huge crowd with scaled back music and everything like that. Something that looks and feels so authentic. Yeah, it's emotional, whatever. Nowadays, more and more of us as men are starting to embrace the fact that we are emotional creatures. Yeah, I'm pretty emotional. So 
so it, it that all that all that other stuff doesn't it, it it doesn't matter anymore when you fast forward to 2021. What 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 does matter is like wow, I'm hearing the the greatest artist the 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 largest artist on the planet, a music icon. Yep. Not only plateau, but is seemingly satisfied with it. Why? Because his music is nothing but him running victory laps. Yep. Celebrating the fact that his music has been stagnant. Celebrating the fact that maybe his 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 life progression has also been stagnant. All that money don't mean nothing. All that huge mansion don't mean nothing if it's only filled with your homies <laughs> and your son from time to time. <laughs> it feels a little it, it it feels a little bit better when you're when 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 you have your family in there with you. And I and 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 I, and I mean one that you that 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 you have chosen. Cause here's the thing, he can't even he can't even come out on wax and sit here and say, yeah, I chose my son. Why? Because he spent he spent an album sitting here bashing his baby mother. Yeah, these controversies are chipping away at this at, at this perfect persona, and hope and and I'm hoping that something better comes out of it for Drake, that it comes out better for the music industry, that maybe he takes a step back and say, you know what? Maybe I need to take three years, three four years away from music. Maybe find maybe find this woman, this this mysterious woman that I've been singing about in my in my music for the last decade. Maybe actually start a family. Maybe get more. Maybe 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 <laughs> maybe it, it may not be for him. But as, or let let him do some some traveling. Get involved in fashion. Get involved in philanthropy. Um, in in philanthropy. And I'm not talking about uh, um giving money to people in a music video. <laughs> no, let, let us hear. Let us hear more about you opening up schools. That's fine. That <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let Let us see more of that. And and, and if it's not you, mm. if that's not what you want to do, that's not who you want to be. Then tell everybody and and move on with your life the way that you want to move on with it. Just stop playing this 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 double sided yeah. persona thing that you that you've been trying to play out. That's that's all I ask when it when it when it comes to the when it comes to to some of these artists. Who who who's their stick is that they're being emotionally vulnerable when they know that they re- they aren't really those guys just like anybody just like many other people in the music industry. Yeah, it's wishful thinking. I, I appreciate your opinion. I appreciate your thoughts, but you sound that's very wishful. But no, I think he'll just continue important thoughts for the rest of his life. But that's cool. politics again yeah well we got to get a little bit in this episode but you know we'll keep it brief um it was interesting this week when we were making like the little uh well we make like a little list of things we want to talk about uh we each approve of it and all that and we didn't want to get too deep into politics but we pretty much just wanted to talk about why politics is important and um listen my opinion is a lot more pessimistic than your opinion. So I want to actually start it off on an optimistic uh, note. 
being a guy that studied political science at university, why do you think politics is important to the average American? I worded it in the same way that my granddad worded it to me when I was growing up. Grandson, you need to know what's going on in the world. It was that simple. My granddad told me every single day um, when he was in his off-season of work, he would turn on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News because he, thankfully, liked to have a balanced diet (laughs) of, 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 of political talking points. Now, some of them he thinks are ridiculous on both sides. Yeah. But he he would put that on. My granny would put that on. Would would put the news on. They would always reiterate that it's important for me to know number one history, number two, for me to know about what's going on in the world around me. And my parents, because of their interest, um, in 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 politics in the Caribbean and and more in, more more so international politics. They also kept me abreast of some of the things that were going on in the world as well. And it has benefited me more, me personally. I don't know about many others. It has benefited me more personally that when I look at the world around me, at least I know I have a better idea of who I can be upset with about (laughs) about a matter because I go out of my way to be informed of who – is it that I should be con- I should be upset with about certain things that are going on, and I believe if there were more of us as general citizens, you may not necessarily have to go and get a degree like I did in political science, and and you know you may not have to de- to make it a, a a habitual hobby, but at least taking some time to hear a quick rundown of the news, most radio stations. Um, do a rundown of, of, of the headlines of things that you need to know. Now, are they doing the most research and are giving you the most in-depth of potential opinions and in, 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 in thinking <laughs> point, points of thought? Are they giving that to, to the, their average listener? Absolutely not. Unless, unless you listen to NPR on a consistent basis, yes, I'm one of those people. NPR you're not, is good. You 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 you're just not gonna get a full dosage. Any and, and even then, there are people who have issues with NPR. I have some of my own issues with NPR. But yeah. it is important for you to at least have a gauge on 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 knowing what's going on in the world around you, and in the case that you see certain things in the world around you that you don't like, that you know exactly who to go to. And if you don't feel as if you don't have enough power, then you go to the people around you who are also hopefully um, aware and educated and informed on the, on, on the situation that, that there is a collective effort to try to correct some of the wrongs that we see going on in, this, in society and in the world today. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, beautifully said, uh, we spent our first podcast uh, talking about pretty much nothing but politics. Like, it was exclusively pretty much politics. Um, but, you know, politics is like one of those weird words or one of those weird subjects that it really has its little part in every single type of 
other category. It's sort of like, I guess, psychology. It's like there's always a psychology behind everything, behind this, that. There's always a politics that, you know, if there's seven people sitting in a room, there's politics behind, you know, those seven people. Like, I guess, like, okay, like whose house is it? Who made the rules of this house? How close is one guy to the other? He's going to follow his rules. It, it's, it's just a, a weird type of um, subject. Obviously, there's different, I guess, forms of politics, but I'm just, you know, speaking on a, a broad basis. I tend to have a more pessimistic answer, though, in terms of why I think politics is important. You said something very important, like, oh, well, uh, it's important to know history. Um which absolutely I agree, and they go hand in hand. Uh, they're obviously not synonymous, but, you know, they are, you know, very, very um, intimate with each other in terms of concepts. I tend to think of it like this. At the stage of where I am at my life, why I care about politics is because I want to know who wants to screw me over. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I am so sorry that that is my response and that's my answer to this. Um, but you can take a lot of information from learning about politics. Every rule, every law, everything that exists, there are people that put that rule and law in place for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Things don't happen by accident. You know, famous historians go back and they analyze why certain politicians did this. Like, uh, you know, the Emancipation uh, Emancipation Proclamation. Why did he free those black people? Was it a war tactic or did he care about black people? That's, that's We're not going to dive into that. But it's important to understand this because it really lets you know your position in society. Mm-hmm. I just mean that as bluntly as possible. If you happen to be a billionaire and laws are given that you can dodge and evade taxes by, you know, legal like there's a legal system that allows billionaire corporation and companies to donate to charities and to dodge taxes, to evade these taxes. What does that, and listen, this is not easy. I'm not saying this is simple or straightforward. It's not easy, but you got to take time and say, what does this political system as a whole tell us about where we are as a country? Mm-hmm. And it's as and I you know I can rant a little bit about that, but it's as simple as that. I appreciate the, the politics. I think politics is important because it lets you know how the country is ran, who's important, who isn't important, mm. who has the power, who doesn't have the power. Mm-mm. So keep, keep continue no, on you, that. No, you preaching, bro. <laughs> I mean, close close that out with your opinion. <laughs> no, I mean you, you're you're absolutely right. And and one of the things that we did want to make sure that we touched on is that it can get unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yes, you have can. to be careful with the relation uh, of the relationship that you have with the news. And I and the, the reason why I want to bring that up is after dropping the first episode my first listen on Spotify 
that's just that was just the first major platform that that we went up on. Mm-hmm. Coming soon to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. <laughs> just wait on it. Just wait on it. I'm listening to myself as I'm heading out to work around seven something in the morning. And I'm talking about doom and gloom about oh the world is 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 being destroyed, it's it's all that other stuff. Meanwhile I'm watching school buses go by, kids getting on school buses. I'm watching people go to work. Mm-hmm. Cars and trucks moving about, people walking their dogs, women, uh, um, families um, going on walks with their kids on strollers. The world is 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 it, it looks just as normal as 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 anyone would imagine it to look. Yep. On any given day. But CNN. I don't know. I think the world might be coming to an end. <laughs> well, but and and I, and I alluded to it in in the previous episode. If we were to sit here and count up all the issues that we know that are going on in the world, we wouldn't be able to handle it. We wouldn't be able to handle it. It 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 it, it will it will put you in that mindset of doom and gloom. Yeah. But sometimes you do have to step outside and smell the roses, see the sunshine, to be reminded. Hey, yes, there are a lot of things going on. Yes, we should be concerned. But just be careful that you aren't just putting out negative energy into the world, that you're putting more positive in there. We can operate, we can continue to operate in the mindset of should, could, would as much as we like, but the reality is we have to deal with reality. We have to deal with the world outside. We still have to go work that crappy job that, yes, we can complain about that we may not get paid a certain amount or that we get treated a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. But what's the reality? Your rent still due at the first of the month on the first of the month. Oh, it sure is. It sure is. Yeah. I, I can definitely um say like, I, I feel like a lot of times the word politics gets a negative connotation. Cause it's like one of those things you don't talk at, about at work. Like same thing with like your pay and your salary. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's a, it's a stigma. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a negative. Politics doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be like, oh, you're left, I'm right, we hate each other. Oh, I hate this guy, you hate this guy. Cancel, culture, blah, 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 all that good stuff. It can, like, literally the way I've always looked at politics is it's just like, look at every other system. It's beauty and it's ugly simultaneously. It's yin and yang. Mm -hmm. And there's some dirty stuff that's gone in the history of this country. I mean, you don't have to tell us about the, the history of this country and what it was built on. Um, but it, but there's also beautiful things about this country. And I think politics should be about like maybe sometimes things are overdone before, you know, we need they're they're overdone before we need to correct it. And I'm not saying that overdone is good. I think it's only bad in the sense that we don't learn from it and say, like, look at guys, like, we messed up. Like, mm-hmm. black people built this country. Like, 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 this is not right. Like, slavery shouldn't have been a thing. You know, it, it, what's done is done. What can we learn from this? Like, and I'm, I, I know that was a bad analogy, but I, I think 
politics is about the yin and the yang and the, the disagreements of politics is the beauty in politics like science the disagreement is what allows the the you know the experimentation to take place um there was uh, uh, you know what actually we're not going to talk about what people labeled our political affiliation as we'll save that for another time but you guys are going to have a lot of fun when we uh <laughs> I mean, here's, here's <laughs> a snapshot into the, the way that we feel about one one or two topics isn't going to give you all the understanding that you need to understand where we stand on other yeah, topics. That's true. At the end of the day, we are individuals. We aren't ideologies. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. And here's another thing. We're adults, so that means we have the ability to go and search. Change our opinion. Oh, to oh. Cha- to, well, to change our <laughs> opinion as well, but to yeah. also to, to, to learn more. Yeah. And, and that's where I was going. <laughs> I can learn more mm-hmm. or I can experience more mm-hmm. and it will change the way that I, that, that, that I view a certain thing. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people who felt one type of way about COVID <laughs> a year and a half ago and yeah. they feel a lot different now. Yeah. You know, be, because of the experience that they've gone through. There are a lot of things that I thought that I understood theoretically as a teenager. Oh, boy. <laughs> as a, as a, as, as a child, and when I became an adult, or, well, when, when I turned 18, yeah. I learned that turning 18 don't mean nothing. And then when I turned 21, I learned that don't 21 mean don't mean nothing except yeah. you can get in even more trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and it, a, lot of, a lot of the things that my parents and my grandparents were telling me as 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 a young person didn't start making sense until i started to mature more in my in my 20s yeah. and that is coming from someone who was considered to be more very mature for his age growing up yeah you know so reality reality is is that there we don't know what we don't know and it's better when we are willing to go and learn about the things that we don't know because at least when we are having to deal with issues in society, we don't approach it from a state, a, a, a position of fear. Instead, we come from a position of optimism because we understand a little bit about how we, um, about how we got here. What are some of the issues that are involved, and how can we? How and and we all have a certain feel of how we can move forward. And I think if the more that people are informed, I think that that is the first step to to us having a more productive society. I hope so, man. We'll we'll uh we'll do our best on this uh, podcast to give you guys. Uh, <laughs> accurate information about politics it's something that we're going to be talking about a lot uh i'm really challenging myself over these next couple months to step up do the research give accurate information so uh yeah we'll see where this goes and if i do give wrong information uh just remember i'm not an expert <laughs> hey who are we we're, we're just we're just a couple of guys with microphones i'm just a comedian <laughs> Some sweet spots uh, um, that we wanted to that we that we reviewed and wanted to talk about. Just um, what what were your thoughts on some of the 
feedback that we received um, from our first episode. Because <laughs> we want to be interactive and make sure that everyone knows that, yes, we do read the comments. Of course, of yes, course. Yes, we do um, um, read the DMs. Um, yes, we, we, we do immediately discuss with each other on how we can make things better. Yeah, no kidding. It's the, we're only two <laughs> episodes in. <laughs> but again, there's a lot of work that's been done behind the scenes. But just, just real briefly, how how do you feel about some of the feedback that you've received? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of it was a uh, positive one. So th- I thank thank you all, thank everyone that uh, took the time to listen to it and decided to give positive feedback. Absolutely, I can imagine there's probably some negative feedback that didn't reach us. Like thank God, <laughs> as we get bigger, yeah, there's definitely going to be negative feedback. Um, everyone likes your voice. That's good. No one, <laughs> no one complimented me about my voice, so I don't know how I should feel about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. And it's thank all you. good. No, it, it was, it was just funny. I mean, you pretty much touched on it earlier. I think it was just funny how everyone was already trying to assume our political affiliations from like a hour and a half conversation. I'm like, look at guys, I, there's some left views, leftist views I have. There's some right views I have. Like I have leftist friends. I have right friends. Like literally, I have to be careful of what I post on Instagram and Facebook, not because people argue with me, but because two, se- two separate friends will argue with each other. That's how like diverse my you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, guys, don't try and guess our political affiliation. Just email us and ask us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and just at the end of the day, when we go to the booth to vote, that's our vote. Yeah. It's in between us and that piece of paper. Yeah. You know, yes, are we going to share our views um, on this public platform? Well, we kind of hope to do so we don't we don't want to go into our shells we don't want to play the 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 well we want to make sure we don't take off this side or whatever like that we prefer not to do that but we want to make sure that we are fostering positive conversations we want to give people food for thought and here's the thing you can bring things to our table as well you may not necessarily like what we what 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 we're serving (laughs) And sometimes there, there, are, there, are, there are dinners, and sometimes there are potlucks. Yeah. You, you can bring certain things to us, and, we, and, and we, would, we would gladly take it into consideration and speak about it. And, in fact, we have a bunch of other opportunities that we've been brainstorming over, like having a li- live stream conversations where we get to bring you in live, and, and, we, and we iron out these conversations and have them in depth. You know, because we acknowledge that we're not going to be able to touch every single, every single point or or every single perspective. We're only two people, and we're only human. And oh yeah, we're also young. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a lot more that, a lot more information that we we can be taking in, and that we will be taking in. There will be there will be more perspectives that we be we will be taking in, and it may even change the way that we look at the world and the way that we look at politics. Um, in the way that we look at even other aspects of society, but that's going that's going to come in with time. That is actually what the purpose of this whole thing is. We want to sit down and, and and hey, this is crazy. This is what's been going on in society. This is mm-hmm. what people are reacting to. What are your thoughts? And we try to bring a more mature uh, a, a mindset to the table, so that we are not just consuming 
and digesting the world around us in the same joking manner, the same uh, nonchalant manner, the same apathetic manner that we've seen others in our society do and others in our generation do. Why? Because we're starting to get older, we're starting to get married, we're starting to have kids. It's important for us to start taking a couple of things serious because eventually we're going to see it have an even greater impact on the world around us. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And one more time, you know I have to plug the socials. The IG is Grown Table and the Twitter is at the Grown Table. We appreciate everyone for listening. Again, make sure to like, follow, share, and comment. And one more time, thank you so much. More to come in the future. Have a good day.